Welcome to Immerse, Nourish, Release, the HANA podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Higgins, and I'm the founder of HANA, a wellness space based in Auckland, New Zealand, that provides infrared saunas, ice baths, and light therapy treatments, alongside a range of premium health and wellness beauty products. It is with great pleasure that I bring you these episodes, which have been formulated with the intention to nurture and support you on your wellness journey, no matter where you are. So let's get started. Welcome back, Hannah family. Today we have our very first guest of season two, which we are super excited to welcome. Melissa, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Phoebe. So good. Awesome. So we've been following Melissa's work for a while now at Hannah. As some of our guests may remember, prior to the Auckland lockdowns, we actually had some events set up with Melissa in our space. But for the ones that haven't come across you before or uh, meeting you through our space for the first time today, I was hoping you could start with giving our listeners a small snapshot and summary of the work that you do. Mm, Yeah, thank you. So the biggest thing that I focus on is really supporting women to feel liberated in the bedroom and in their relationships. Everything that happens in the bedroom, that's what I love focusing on and everything that kind of happens in our relationships, our intimate relationships, that's what I focus on and support women with. I work one-to-one privately in workshops, online masterclasses. Um, I run retreats and day retreats. But yeah, for me, I just think there is not enough focus on female pleasure and intimacy and empowerment and confidence so I just love getting into that and really supporting women to feel lit up alive and connected to their bodies Mm, such important work lots has obviously happened for both us at Hannah and you since we last connected and I'd love to begin our discussion today over yeah this topic of motherhood as it's quite fresh and it's a lot of information that you're putting out on your socials so to start with how are you finding motherhood how has the journey been for you amazing it has been without a doubt of course it struggles and I'm I'm not gonna say it's just all been a dream it absolutely has been challenging but for the most of it it has been one of the most profound initiations and journeys that I have ever been on and it just feels like it was mother's day just yesterday and so I had a lot of time to reflect on this and it was like it feels easy because it feels so right and it feels just yeah it's really hard to explain it but it just it feels so good to be a mother and I was actually in the shower two days ago thinking about this as well and I was thinking nothing has died off like no part of me has died off to become a mother mother has just given me more of myself like I've just found another pocket of who I am and I've become more of myself so yeah I guess yeah it feels it feels great (laughs) that is so cool I love that um so I mean let's get stuck in when navigating this world of intimacy and sex specifically during pregnancy and postpartum what would you say are some of the primary things to consider when you enter this new phase in your life and perhaps we can just start with pregnancy so 
I think the biggest thing is as a woman, your body is changing and this can be really scary for some people. This can be really, well, it can create a lot of insecurities as well. Like you, your body is going to change. You are going to have a, a big belly. Yeah, um, other parts of you may swell and yeah, you'll put on weight, etc. So I think something really beautiful to focus on is actually honing into deeper self-love with your body and really throughout pregnancy is taking daily action to connect with your body in some way. And for me, that looks like doing a breast massage every morning and then doing a womb massage. Um, and it doesn't have to take hours. You know, for me, it was like a two to three minute breast massage, connecting with my beautiful breasts that were growing and then connecting with my womb and my belly that was growing. And just every day, rubbing in a beautiful oil I had like a natural vitamin E oil um, and just really taking the time to connect and create a strong relationship to your body and then the next thing to really focus on around intimacy is honoring your seasons like when we are pregnant our body's done the thing right it's like succeeded in what it is trying to do every single month which is conceive essentially so you're not getting that natural ovulation surge when, you know, we have estrogen, testosterone, that's making our libidos kind of heightened and enhancing the desire to have sex. So that's not happening anymore. So come to terms with the fact that you're not going to have these high surges where you feel really turned on or where, or where you feel like you are just desiring sex all the time. For a lot of people in that first trimester, they get morning sickness or they just feel extreme fatigue. And so being intimate with themselves or another person is completely off the cards and that's okay. I think we need to normalize that when we are pregnant, we have a different mission almost. And it's like, it's you and your body creating this baby. Um, so yeah, focusing on that and then perhaps in trimester two, it can be really common for people to start experiencing more desire uh, for sex and, and their libido as well. And for some, it can be the complete opposite. For me, trimester one, I felt really sexually alive and then trimester two, I was like, all right, shutting up shop. Here we go. Um, so I think, yeah, in pregnancy, really honoring those ebbs and flows of, of your sexual desire and most importantly, tell your partner where you're at. Don't completely shut down and have them expect they know what's going on for you just because you're pregnant. It can be such a beautiful way to bring your partner on the journey and actually say to them like, wow, I, I'm, I'm not really feeling juiced up or sexy or turned on at the moment. And I haven't for a couple of weeks now. This is so interesting, this journey that I'm on right now. And when you communicate with them, there's less pressure. There's no elephant in the room. Um, yeah, you then don't get up in your head like, oh, no, what are they thinking? You know, I haven't um, been my usual sexual self lately, dot, dot, dot. You know, fill in the gaps of uh, paranoia and security there. So I just think it's super important to have your partner on board with your intimate journey as well. And when the surge is there, have fun with it. You know, it's it's so important. I think being pregnant, for me anyway, it was like, yes, I can be a sexual mother. 
I, I can fully be, I can express my sexual self as a pregnant woman. I think, again, there's like these old narratives of like when you're a mother, when you're pregnant, it's like you're not sexy anymore because you're a mother. And there's this connotation around it. Like you can't be an erotic mother. You can't be a sexual mother. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really important to keep that going if it feels right for you. And, yeah, enjoy that time as well. It feels to me as though these points can be applied to everything way beyond pregnancy as well within sexual relationships and I myself I'm very fascinated with this topic of rest and the importance of rest within all aspects of our life and you spoke a little bit about the sexual seasons there and the importance of us honoring different sexual seasons at different moments throughout our life I wonder whether you could talk into these seasons a little bit more and how someone would winter sexually, for example. Totally. So I'm fully speaking from experience. I went into my sexual cave and went into a sexual winter for about, I would say, six months, and that was pregnancy and postpartum, and it felt so good. So when we talk about sexual seasons – we are talking about a spring and this can also be applied to sexual arousal as well, but let's just talk about sexual seasons. But in springtime, it's like there's this bubbling up, this excitement, right? You've been in your winter cave and I'll, I'll finish off with winter because I've got lots to say about that. Um, but spring is like, maybe you're having, you're quite regular with sex and you're enjoying it. You feel sexually alive. You feel connected to your body. It's it's fun. It's playful. You're active. And then there's the sexual summer, which is like you're on fire, you know, hot girl summer. <laughs> and, and you're having sex a lot more. You feel really connected to it. Um, and, yeah, you're just you're sexually expressive, experimenting, all of the things. Summer energy, like this heightened high energy. And then you move down into your autumn or your fall, depending where you are. And you may be noticing that you're not having as much sex. Um, and I don't want to put a number on it. Like you're only having sex between one to two times every second week. It's really, it's up to you. What is your norm? But essentially your autumn would be, um, yeah, you're starting to wane down and just not be as sexually active as you usually would be. And then there's the winter where maybe you, it can be a bit of both where you decide to not have sex at all and you're just completely kind of closing off into your own sexual winter, which is like your own winter cave. You're honoring your need for rest or it may be that you have sex like once in a blue moon. But I think a sexual winter is so important. Like sexual rest is what I coined the term because it felt like I was really honoring my body to rest and not be putting outward energy to, into my relationship sexually or into my partner or even to myself. Um, it felt so good just to say, you know what, my job right now is to, at that point, grow a baby. And it was the end of my pregnancy. It was like that 
I just I don't have the energy to do this right now. Nothing inside of me wants to do this. So why would I try and force myself to do that? Like in anything in life, right? It's like I'm really tired, but my friends message me to go out. So I'm just going to force myself to go out. It's like, why don't we honor rest? Why don't we see that that's super valuable to actually sexually rest as well? And then in the other half of that was postpartum, was just saying like, this is a time for me and my body to heal. I don't need to be sexually active if it doesn't feel right for me. And it's not being too rigid with that. You know, if you are desiring sexual rest right now, or if you're in it, be in it, be fully immersed in it so that you reap the benefits of it. Because there's no point being in a time of sexual rest when you're constantly thinking, oh no, what is my partner thinking? Are they, are they like craving sex right now and I'm not putting out? Or are they, it's like be fully in it. Communicate with your partner, babe, this is where I'm at. Can we take sex off the table for, you know, the next month or the next two months? I'm really desiring to, to just be with myself at the moment. Um, and I think it's just a beautiful thing when you can, fully surrender to that without putting pressure on yourself without making it wrong um when I put this post up it was overwhelming how many people messaged me and said thank you so much for that post I'm in my sexual winter but I've never been able to articulate where I'm at or what I'm doing I've never been able to tell my partner that I need rest right now um so yeah I think it's so important and as we all know, when you do rest, you then come out of it full of energy. You come out of it feeling alive, right? And for me, when I slowly came out of my sexual winter, it was like, wow, I've got a whole new appreciation for my body. I've got this freshness, this energy to really explore my sexual self again. Um, so, yeah, I think it's super important to give yourself that time. I know we're talking about pregnancy, but also whenever if you're needing that rest intimately to do it yeah it sounds as though communication is like such a key to all of this when moving through these things with your partner and I wonder whether you could talk about if someone has been in this place where they're witnessing that they need to be in this sexual winter a little bit more that time where you start to feel that you're ready to come out of it perhaps obviously for yourself as we speak into postpartum how can you navigate that moment that you start to want to move back into activity within your sexual relationship again yeah I think trusting for one trusting that energy trusting that flow trusting that surge of oh this kind of feels exciting I kind of feel like exploring or like self-pleasuring for example oh I kind of feel like this or if you're in partnership oh I kind of feel like maybe I want to be a bit more intimate with my partner and communicating that in a way because what can happen sometimes is people feel that excitement or that urge but it's like oh no but I we haven't done it in so long I'm just I'm just not going to say anything because now I feel nervous anxious um, I feel like rusty I feel like yeah all of the things, and so they don't do it. But I think communication is the absolute key part here. And it's saying to your partner, hey, I'm I'm actually starting to feel like quite turned on at the moment, or even saying like, you know what you did the other day, it really turned me on. Um, 
I'd love to like have an intimate evening with you or can we just kiss for like 30 seconds straight or can we have a like central touch evening together and it's inviting in something that doesn't feel like let's have sex like let's just go like we haven't had sex for three six months let's just let's just go straight for it it's like how can we actually Think about foreplay, right? Building up to the moment. How do we build up to this intimate moment? Sending each other texts, having those longer hugs or those longer kisses, saying that I, I let's just have an evening where we do not have sex at all and we just get to explore each other's bodies. What would that look like? And really inviting in that slowness because, yeah, what can happen is when there has been that break or that time of rest, just going straight into it can overwhelm the nervous system, the body, and it can shut you back down and go, okay, that was way too much, back to sexual rest, rather than actually slowly unwinding and opening up the body to sexual intimacy again. So yes, communication, building up to the moment, and slowness is absolutely key. Mm, yeah and it sounds as though that prioritizing intimacy over sex is a really important dynamic here as you start to shift I wonder whether you could yeah talk a little bit more into those ways of prioritizing intimacy totally and this is something that we did throughout my whole pregnancy is really focused on intimacy rather than the sex part and that's what kept our relationship so connected alive fun playful rather than we don't have sex anymore there's no intimacy we're just flatmates hanging out and are soon to have a baby you know it's like um so to answer your question prioritizing intimacy so key and you can do it in so many ways right even writing a little love note to your partner um, and leaving it in their laptop case or flowers or even just saying, literally sitting at the dinner table and saying, let's share one thing that we really love about each other or that we really love about our relationship and just getting that kind of juiciness going as well. Anything that creates connection is intimacy, really. It's like, how can we consciously connect without the sex part so like I said before um longer kisses and and not expecting it to go okay because we kiss for 30 seconds that means that we are then moving into another sexual act or it means that we're going to have sex like focus and name it to one another that you're just going to focus on intimacy let's take sex off the table for the next three months and really focus on intimacy and for anyone who feels like they have lost that spark in their relationship, this is something that I love offering is like for the next month, can you take sex off the table and just focus on being intimate with one another, longer hugs, sensual touch, speaking to one another about your relationship, about your love, talking about how you met and the feelings that you had way back then. It sparks this like deeper sense of connection and purpose in your relationship and that's the foundation of great sex when you have that intimacy already great sex happens from that yeah so important again and 
I wonder if you could now talk a little bit more into postpartum specifically. Of course, I know this is something that you've moved through yourself very recently and still in. If you had like a top three tips during this journey after giving birth and approaching sex, I wonder whether you could give those to our listeners today. Totally. I've mentioned some of them, but postpartum specific one is the communication part and really naming it to your partner while I heal can we please take sex off the table for three months or the next six months and if you need to extend that at six months you extend it and you communicate it with your partner but for us that's what we kind of um spoke into like the next three months let's just take sex off the table so that I can fully heal and drop into my new role as a mother and I think that's so important just to name it put it out in the light and then again there's no pressure there's no weird like making up stories of things or saying like little comments and that you know just that it just cleans it right up it's like this is exactly what we're doing we're both on the same page cool here we are the second one is creating intimacy or cultivating or focusing on intimacy and play as well I think when you aren't having sex it can be for some people a really big part of their relationship So it's super important to still be doing something that feels really good in your relationship. So connecting in some way, going out on little dates, um, bringing in play. I think if you are in a relationship, me and my partner, we love to just make sure that play and humor and having fun is in the mix as well. So it's like, cool, what can we do that brings us together, that makes us have a laugh together, that makes us just feel like we're still on the same page and still connecting intimately in some way. And the third one, what's the third one? I think the third one for us anyway, depending on your relationship, is having touch in some way. Still staying connected body, body-wise with one another because something happens to the nervous system when we are touching our lovers' bodies, when we are connected in some way. So it's like how can we still have touch which is like even if it's just soft caressing when you're watching a movie together or it's like your feet are touching when you're watching a movie together um always kissing each other good night um holding hands when you're out or just tickling each other like having your bodies touching in some way throughout the time that you're not having sex is super important so yeah I think that helps with postpartum Yeah, I can imagine with then, you know, baby in the mix, the time that you have can start to be spread thin across different things, especially with a baby that has all of your attention and needs at the time. I can imagine that prioritizing that time with your partner here and there where you can and even with yourself is a really important thing with a new baby here. Totally. Yeah, and a lot of this stuff doesn't take hours to do you know it's just like how can we plug into each other's intimacy and into our relationship so it still feels good between us because as you are exploring the new path of parenthood you can get totally lost in like being so fatigued that you just can't even put energy into your partner you can be touched out because your baby is just on you around you attached to you all the time 
But what I love to think about it is like my partner and I, we are two separate people, but our relationship is also a part of us. And it's like circle, circle. And then like in the middle is our relationship and it's it's got some of us in there as well. So it's like this thing that we water and feed and put our energy into so that it thrives as well. And when you've got your partner on board and you feel good in your relationship, you can parent together, which also feels good. It's not just the mum doing her thing and the the guy just going to work and whatever, but it's like how can we come together as a team and feel really good in that as well. Now I want to round off with a question that we ask all of our guests, and I love asking this question because everyone has their area of expertise and I love hearing how that interweaves with this question. What does feeling healthy mean and look like to you? Mm. Well, health is wealth. Health is everything. So what does it look like to me? It's like living a vibrant life. It's having energy. It's having a body that functions optimally. It's being able to move my body in a way that feels good for me. Um, Yeah, when I think of like being my optimal healthy self, it's like I'm thriving, I'm vibrant, I have like a sexual appetite, I'm moving my body every day, I feel good in myself, Um, I'm confident, alive. Yeah, it's just me functioning on like the highest frequency possible. (laughs) due to moving my body eating well and like having a great relationship with myself and my partner awesome well thank you so much for talking into all of this with us today melissa it's been an absolute honor to have you on the podcast i wonder if you could round off with just letting our listeners know where they can find you and where they can connect with you more i personally absolutely adore your instagram content and i know you have a library full of incredible courses on your website. So yeah, just whether you could share that with our listeners today. Totally. Yes. So Instagram handle at Melissa Vranges. I'm sure you probably put them in the show notes. Last name's a bit of a pickle to spell. Um, But yeah, Instagram is probably the first place to go. And then on my website, it's called The Sex Hub. There is a ton of workshops and masterclasses on all various topics that you can have instant access to watch and listen to um, as well. So my website is www.melissafranchise.com. A huge thank you to Melissa for joining us on our podcast today. If you are wanting to connect with Melissa more, as mentioned just before, all of her details are in the footnote for you to explore. If you liked this podcast episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and it really helps us if you can leave us a review on Spotify by clicking on the five stars And if you would like to hear more episodes about any specific health topic, do feel free to reach out to us on hello at hannah.nz email or via Instagram, which is at hannah.space.nz.